in there's a, okay, wait, frame, frame it, frame it, frame the yeah. frame why we're talking about this. Today. Why are we talking about this? We're talking about this because we were talking about the way AI is going to take over every aspect of our lives. Um, yes. maybe even our physical bodies at one point. Uh, <clears throat> and we were, I, my point was it can never replace human consciousness, which is a, I know it's debatable in philosophy. I think I take that side of the argument. Um, and in so far, you know, maybe it can mimic or, or replicate certain aspects of consciousness. It can never go so far as to be conscious of God, to have a, an awareness of the creator. Um, so that I will, I think is reserved for, for living beings. And, um, and anyway, so it reminded me of something we we're talking about Passover. It reminded me of a debate. There's another debate in Jewish philosophy. And there's, it's, it's funny. There's actually a debate about whether there's even a debate. <laughs> Meaning people say that there's no debate. Everyone agrees. And some people say, no, no, they really do disagree. Anyway, here's the, here's the, here's the, <laughs> only, only Jewish person have multi-level, multi-level debate. And the, the debate is about whether or not we have a debate about God being no, no, no. achievable through, or can, okay, okay. This is, I'm going to, here it is, colon, here's the debate. The debate is to what extent, oh yeah, yeah, I'll talk quieter. The, the, the debate is to what extent god is controlling the physical world and the events of of the world to what extent is god's what we call providence to what extent is it encompassing the physical every every you know the the, the you know what happens in the world all the events of of, of, of all the occurrences in the world um so some want to say um you could call this like the maimonides side that there are um there are certain types of events and there are general categories of providence um but not everything's controlled some things are left to nature right some things have a natural pattern and god created the pattern of course but he's not in intimately so it's not actively playing chess. Not actively playing chess with every little piece. You know, the squirrel population may function might based not, on, yeah, sure, might, might be based on whatever yes. this guys who study squirrels and you know the number of squirrels in the in the forest. Blind demand. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is, you know, go study squirrels. I don't know. That might be how God set it up. Sure, there, it's there's a, system, a natural order, an active management, um, and that may be also true for events. You know political events and you know the development of, of, of civilizations and there may be a certain science to that right a certain observable mm -hmm. pattern that you can that you can see playing out in a certain way and god of course mm -hmm. creates that. He's not mm -hmm. not you know hands-on with it in a certain way only certain mm -hmm. only certain events you know obviously god splitting the red sea is god himself so to speak injecting his will in a very sure. direct way on that sure event that's the that's the one side. The other side is maybe the Hasidic side, and I, I tend to I tend to go in this direction. There is nothing, not the falling of a leaf, and not the flicker of light from a star a billion galaxies away, 
and not the transfer of one electron in your DNA that God is not personally or through his through his network of angels, whatever, God is not intimately involved in in, in controlling. Everything is controlled. The, 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 the Talmud says, everything is in the hands of heaven except for the fear of heaven, which means your free will, right? You literally control you literally control nothing. Nothing. You can't even move your, your hand touching your mouth. That's God doing that. You're not even doing that. You have no will whatsoever to control anything in the universe except for your moral actions. That's it. This big. Your free will's this big. It makes all the difference, but it's this big. Every movement, every action, everything that plays out in the world, it is 100% controlled. You're literally a puppet just doing this, except when you will something to happen that's moral, that's your choice, right? Meaning like this, I'll give you a good example. I will that my hand will go up. Okay, so my hand just went up, right? Who made my hand go up? Like, how did it go up? How'd that happen? Sure, sure, sure. you wanted to lift your hand, so you didn't. I wanted to lift my hand. And so, 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 so I wanted to lift my hand. Black box. And then, like, some kind of brain, you know, signal went and hit my arm. Sure. My so arm like, went up. What's the black box? What's the black box? Before the black box, I think it, I think the black box was actually before the one, to be honest. Like, the black, I, I think we could talk about neurotransmitters and we could go right, into, that's, like. That's, that's step three. You know, something happened with the brain and it connected to the arm and whatever. No, well, no I, I would say, though, the, I would say that the black box, though happens before the want as opposed to after the want meaning like why would you want to lift your like to me that's where the question mark is because to me want is like there's this impulse i have an impulse a desire like i want to lift my arm now and i do because of the way that my mind directs my nervous system and um right so I, okay you're right and that's why i would say even the desire to lift your arm may be uh maybe something that's also out of your control right no and, I, I agree that's what i'm saying is that if to me if there is a black box it's before the desire that, it's like I, the, I, the impulse i hear what you're saying I, you all, uh, okay i hear what you're saying there's probably two black boxes there's one is how do you get from will to a physical response right how does your neurotransmitters we, we just have no idea there could be a physical for that how you will to a thing happening in your brain i'm not sure you're talking about another thing you're talking about why did i even want to do that in the first place what was driving? you're right that could also be a natural a product of your your brain chemistry and your and your environment and your genetics and all kinds of things like that and, like which like which i would just put in the in the in the category of god's controlling it right you didn't decide what habits you would form and what right there's one in that black box one spec called moral where there is nothing in your upbringing in your genetics 
that controls that little spot in the black box. That spot is yours, yours alone. That's why you can be held responsible. Think about this. How could you punish a criminal for anything? He didn't do it. What did he do? He he grew up in a certain town. His you know, he 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 was he saw what he saw from the people around him. He's just a product of his environment and his and his friends and his father left him and whatever, you know. Why would he be held responsible for that? Now maybe we need to keep him off the streets so he doesn't hurt people, but we shouldn't punish him. Shouldn't be punished. Why would we punish such a person? Why would you be responsible for anything that you do? If everything's just a, uh, if, if, if your whole life's just a- If you're just a product of what you've experienced so far. Right? Everything's just a reaction to what, exactly. Right. So if you, didn't have a, if you didn't have a sliver of moral faculty. Right, and we know that. That's why we punish people. We, I mean, we also we live know in that people. Yes. And, and this is part of our consciousness and our, our cultural consciousness and our religious consciousness for, you know, for, since for two thousand years, whatever the West. You know. sure, but you had a you know, I think every I think every human, we know this. We know this intuitively. It's there. We know you can punish people. They're responsible. People are responsible for their actions. We kind of live that way. Um. But philosophically, it's interesting to think about like how that works, theologically how that works. Theologically, that's our point of free will. And everything outside of that says the Hasidic tradition is controlled by God. Every electron, every molecule, 100% in God's realm, nothing to do with you. You just go around willing things. You don't have to do anything. Just will. God will take care of the rest. So so then let's tie it back, I think, to the beginning of the conversation, which is this idea of AI not uh -oh. being able to, well, for sure, let's touch on Passover, but I want to tie this back to this one right. sliver of humanity that well, we're talking about that, that, that AI can't touch. That is our humanity, and that's the, that is the defining feature of our humanity more than anything else, because everything else can be AI, to, right? And take over everything else except for that well maybe maybe though there's a there's a difference though because i think where we started is that the one thing ai can't do is have that connection with god and i actually think that ai could if you plug into it a billion moral just like decisions and then had a human respond back and forth and train that morality no based off of that humans that it'll be like a reflection of not maybe not even just one but billions of moralistic you know i have no I, doubt I that an, no that an ai can be a better person than i can be or anyone else right that i can there's no about that it, it's meaningless does when what when you unplug the ai is it going to go to heaven and talk to god no it's not do it vis-a-vis -vis god it's just responding to inputs we do it meaning i'm not i don't doubt that ai can make more behavior and more decision making it itself isn't doing anything it's just regurgitating information are you there yes i am right it's, sure, not it's responding to inputs it's it's not it's not originating it's not the... doing it it's not living a moral life. It's just taking a bunch of information. Does the the does the AI struggle to make the right choice? Does it have a 
inner battle of whether it should do it or not does it struggle with its its physical desires and overcome that with higher rational will no, it doesn't have that experience that a human being has it just can't all it can do is take the inputs put out an output that's it it can't struggle internally the way we do before i i say the like um well how do you know which is like you know the maybe the million dollar question like how, how do we know it's not struggling to, to do I, that I, I, I only because I, I, only because i know what ai is categorically it's not a being that's that's why it's like how do i know that the ocean can't do that well the ocean's not a conscious being it's just a thing AI well, will well, the always reason, be a thing. The, the reason, though, I say that I don't want to ask that question is because I then ask you, like, well, how do you know it's not a conscious? Like, there's almost like in, we can keep going down and asking, like, we're going to basically then get to, like, some end point where we're debating on what it means to be a being. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's where that conversation goes. So rather than going, rather than going down that direction, I, I wanted to ask the question, is then the identifier for humanity and being a being whatever that means is this is one that can struggle amidst moral decision making like well, is that the defining factor yeah, that's what i define that's what i'm calling free will so yeah i'm using the struggle as just a feature of you know a, a consequence of having free will that's what it feels like to have free will <laughs> yeah is right. it a feature or is it a bug <laughs> right no 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 I'm saying that, that that experience is the consequence of having free will. Right? That's what no, it looks sure, like. But I'm, I'm, has real like, like so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure the AI could, could pretend to have a struggle, but it, it can't actually have it because it doesn't have moral free will. And I know that for sure because free will is bestowed by God. It's not, you can't acquire free will. It's a, it's a gift from a, a non, it's a, from a metaphysical, being it's not a, it's not of this world it can't it's not here what what if though you could program into the machine just like we are kind of programmed to like fight at all, all at, with like everything in us to survive and to like pursue like elevation or like the elevation of one's I'm life not, no doubt it can do that and it can look at all the inputs that you put in and and it can mm. and try to pursue a certain mm. good, a certain goal. No question. What does it have to do with experiencing your 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 uh you know your moral uh what does that have to do with experiencing moral choice? What is it experiencing, you know, the higher rational will which comes from God and your lower Based mm. desires pulling you the other way, mm. and choosing mm. with your will, choosing with your with your spiritual faculties. That experience is not of this world. That's why that experience. Now, now th this is the problem: is that the free will point is very small. So you, it looks like you can. Let me. In other words, <clears throat> you could trap. You could you could train people to live like that and it would become automatic such that it could be programmed right i mean I'll, I'll give you a good example let's say you take a community 
and you teach them, you know, theft and murder and all, you know, all these horrible things. So that's what they're going to do. And then take another community and you teach them, you know, good character and generosity and kindness and charity and all that. They'll act like that. The community is it just is it just predictable rote mechanical automatic behaviors so there's no doubt that it's the latter except that within each community there is a small of Dessler Dessler's the fa a famous uh, philosopher from, from the 20th century he called it the, the the free will point everyone has a spectrum of free will and there's you know, like a little area where you can struggle. And above that level, there's no struggle. And below that level, there's no struggle. So when you go down the street, do you like, you know, just fantasize about beating up old ladies and taking their purse and gunning them down? Mm. No, it's never crossed your mind. You have no free will in that, in that area. But if someone who grew up in a neighborhood where they, you know, they rob everyone who comes through, maybe for mm. him, then you know what? I think it's wrong to rob this. I'm just going to hold back this one time. I'm just going to, I'm just going to grab her purse. I'm not going to beat her in the head. I'm just going to grab the purse and run this time. Why do I need to hurt her? That's a, that's free will right there. That little tiny decision mm. that he made. So everyone's free will zone is different. That's why it, it's so small. That's why it looks like a lot of this behavior, a lot of moral behavior is automatic. It's, it's behavioral, is it's learned, is, uh, is mechanical and which can certainly be replicated by AI or by anyone or by anything. Um, it's that moral choice that you make that one little point that you make, mm. which can, which can, uh, which can never be taken away. You know, I think it's a much bigger conversation. I want to dedicate a lot more time to it. I, I, maybe even if we can invite on a guest, like if we want to invite on a rabbi, it could be great sure. to have a conversation with a series of questions to really dig in and, and, and try to pinpoint like the definition of humanity in the context of us being eaten by software, you know, so to right. speak, is what's kind of happening right, right right now. So I wanted to say one thing about Passover. This is just yes. so we can tie and in. Connect it back. To, yes, please. Right. Whether you post this or just, just, just for you, whatever. No, please. Um, so, and, and Passover, uh, you know, God took the Jewish people out of Egypt. Um, the way it wasn't just that God took it. People, most people think the holiday is about freedom from slavery, from oppression, from whatever. Not, I'm not saying it's not. That's definitely a huge theme in the in the in the holiday. I think the most important theme, in my opinion, is if you look at the way God took us out, the plagues, the particular plagues, and the, and the midrashim speak about this. Uh, that the plagues were not just random, you know, and um, you know horrible like pandemics and physical ailments and uh and you know weather events and it wasn't like that there's cat there categories one was the earth one was the land one was the, the sea one was the sky one mastered this part of the world master this each one was carefully designed to show that god is in control of each aspect of the natural world mm. He's in charge of the rivers. He's in charge of the sky. He's in charge of the light. He's in charge, right? Sure, animals. Yeah. Animals, they, they all correspond. Now, that's like the, you know, the ancient, simple way to, to, to express that idea. 
is there are 10 categories of, you know, physical existence, physical reality, and God runs each one of those. And the sages are debating, you know, in the, when God split the sea, how many miracles were there and what, you know, and it's a whole debate in the, in the Haggadah, how was it 250 miracles? Was it 500 miracles? All of that is to say like, God is showing his dominance, his control over every little aspect of the universe. And, and that's why we are celebrating this holiday to, to remind us that it's not just that God is, there's a God, you know, God created the universe. It's that God is intimately involved with every aspect of the universe on a constant basis. God showed, revealed his hand, so to speak, that he's pulling all the strings. He's pulling the, the weather strings. He's pulling the animal strings. He's pulling the, the river strings. He's pulling the human strings. He was able to, you know, to make power, Pharaoh's heart hard. He was able to make the Jewish, the, 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 the Egyptians give their, uh, you know, give their wealth to the Jewish people. He's able to control basically every aspect of our, of our experience, of our existence. And that's a, a novel Jewish concept, by the way. The Jews were not necessarily the first or the last to come up with the concept of a, of a, of a single God, of a monotheistic. That's not the, that's not the Hiddish. That's not the, the main feature that Jewish people brought to the world. The, the, the Greek philosophers were talking about a single God. It's not unusual. Uh, there's proofs from Aristotle. Um, it's, it's that God is here, intimately involved. God cares about you personally. It's the personal God. God is involved. He's not on vacation. It's not the clock that he wound up and, you know, and 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 and, and let run like the you know they they call it that's a famous sure. analogy wind up clock. Yeah. The universe. It's not like that. God is here. He's involved. The clockmaker. Oh, I think we lost you. Um, he's not just a a world creator. He's he's your best friend. He's your father. He's your, your mother. He's your, you know, he's your brother. Uh, and all of our actual, our, our, our personal relationships in this world, all of our interpersonal relationships are actually just reflections of our relationship with God. They're all different aspects of our relationship with God. Husband-wife relationship is a, is a model of, your, of, of a certain type of relationship you have with God. Father, child, you know, parent, child, friends. Uh, these are all the way we live our lives with people is are all just examples of how you can relate to God. And and how does this, and this relates to AI to Passover. It relates to Passover and AI because it's, it's the ultimate, the ultimate proof, the ultimate expression of God's personal involvement in this world. Mm -hmm. And the only thing and everything, God controls everything. God controls everything. You don't even control your own body. You don't control your arms. You don't control nothing. You just control that relationship. That am I gonna, am I gonna treat God well, or am I gonna, you know, relate to Him in the way that He wants to be related to, that He's asked me to relate to Him? Am I gonna submit myself to to that, or am I not? Am I gonna have a relationship or not?
I can will not, I can will that I won't have that. And then God will do whatever he wants. I can will yes, and God can do whatever he wants. But that's the only thing that I have the freedom to do is do I want to have that or not? This is why this is why you have people who are devout religious people and it doesn't look like they have, uh, you know, uh, blessing in their life and they have suffering and, you know, that has nothing to do with it. That's for, that's separate reason. You know, all that you can control, it's not like you can it's like, your dynamic. yeah, it's not like you can decide, oh, you know, I want to be rich. So uh, I'm going like, to pray to God. That's how it works. It, all you can do is just have that dynamic, have that relationship. Everything else, it's up to God. You, you should not, not saying you shouldn't want or pray for other things. Uh, you know, to, to make your life better, but that's, it's all, it's all part of the relationship with God. It has, it has no, wow. it's not of its own intrinsic importance outside of that. Nothing in this world. I have a lot to think about Justin. I really, I want to do more of these, dude. I love having these conversations with you and, and, and go for longer. We need more than 30 minutes. I think when we dig into something, because so this isn't going to be posted. This is, you know, just freestyling. Okay. I think today was, it was still an interesting conversation. It was very interesting conversation. Over AI. And, uh, the human spirit. So if you, you don't want to post, I'll take Yeah, I think it's a little choppy for me. I, I want not, you know, I want to okay. be articulate, so I had to think about it more. Okay, well, but take what you want regularly, and let's ha and have a happy Passover. All right, uh, happy Passover. Are you going to do a do seder? Yeah, for my mom's birthday, we're going to have a little mini seder on Wednesday. Where are you doing it in LA? My house. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right, so you can share this idea. You can think about it. That. I'm definitely going to, I'm going to be thinking a lot about this. The idea that our relationship with everyone's a reflection of our relationship with the universe. That's, that's huge. That's a huge point. And, and the moral that, floating point, moral floating point. And, and the, this and the God's a personal God, you, uh, in the 10 commandments. Well, I'll, I'll leave you with this. In the 10 commandments. It says, what's the first commandment? I am your God, right? I am your God who took you out of Egypt. It says that. Wow. Doesn't say I am your God who created the universe. Wow! I'm your God who took you out of Egypt. Why is, who, you know, I'm your God did a lot of things. Why is that the way that God introduces like the most important, like statement of His existence? Why would that be the thing we need to remember? Just some random historical like geopolitical event that no, sure. it's 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 intrinsic to God's essence. It's it's necessary to explain God's essence. I'm the one who took out of Egypt. I'm, I'm here and involved in this world. I'm your friend. I'm your father. I'm with you here. That's the type of God that he wants to be. That's the type of... I'm here the, with you. I'm here right? taking care of you too. I'm here taking care of you. I'm here to go through this life with you. You leave me with more questions than we start with. That's how you know it's a good conversation. Right. All right, it is nice speaking with you. I'm glad we got to do this. I'm so busy right now. It's hard to find time, but um, you know, things might slow down a little bit. So, okay, well, let's let's do it, man. And what I want to be speaking with you regularly and connecting. I think it's a great way for us to hang and and connect. Yeah. All right, we'll get some rest uh, and love yes. to the family, and hopefully, I'll see you next week. All right. Talk to you later. Love you, man. Miss you. Love you. Peace. Bye.